Ding 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 ding. That's the sound of wine. Oh, hi, it's Jess from that podcast that you're listening to right now. Everything's awful forever. Just a couple of things on this one. The audio quality is eh. That's just because Philippa is away for a while and I had to record using only one microphone with two people. So I was really quiet. The other person was really loud. And also, it was my first job editing, so... It's okay, it's just not great. But we'll be back to our regular recording with Philippa very soon, and also our regular audio qualities. So just fucking just listen to it and you'll like it, and it's good. It's still good shit, it just sounds a little... Yeah. Okay, good, bye. So, I made the decision to exchange my gingers, because I needed to have another ginger on the podcast, because I feel like that's the only thing that's kind of keeping us going. Everything is ginger forever. I feel like I've made a terrible mistake. Because <laughs> <I'm> like, <coughs> hi! <coughs> and um, I just don't know why you went ahead and got yeah. a horrible chest infection. It was on purpose. I was going around licking people during the fringe. So, hello, everyone. <coughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Everything is Awful Forever. I'm Jessica Byrne. I'm Rosie Cowling. What the fuck? Who the fuck are you? I just literally snuck in your house. What? Like, how? Uh, well, Keeper let me in. Oh, he's a good boy. He is a good boy. Yeah. I don't know where Philippa is. She I don't know. She's about going to some kind of crazy country that I don't give a shit about, so I guess she's there, so... Probably Nigeria or somewhere. I think it's Niger, maybe. Or, um, some other... African <laughs> Good country knowledge, I'm Jess. British. I don't know any other country except for France. And that's all we need to know. I hate everything. My body hurts. <laughs> I need to chop my body off because I'm so much pain. What did you actually do? So, because uh, my friend's away for a week, so I need to look after their cat. And... It's not that far a walk, but also, like, having to walk up and down there every day is just, like, an arsey, because I thought I'd get on my bike, because I haven't had my bike, been on my bike for ages. It was time, bust it out, so I was poodling along, kind of shittily, because I'm not very good at it, and I was going down this hill on the way back, and it was kind of dark, and I don't know what happened, it was just muddy, and I must have just, like, skidded or, like, turned wrong or something, and I went fucking ass over tit. Oh, no. It was, like, a really spectacular wipeout. I went, like, over the bike... Crunched onto the bike and like tumbled. A bit of my helmet flew off. <laughs> a bit of your helmet. It did. Managed to it destroy like a helmet. A bit, and it came like coming off. And uh, yeah, like I broke ass my bike as well. Like I bent a thing on it, and it, yeah, it was bullshit. So oh I no! A very big public cry. I just like, picked it up and was like, eh, eh. <laughs> oh, did you have to like hobble home I with did. it? Just like wheeling it. Yeah, my knee really hurts, and the whole of yesterday I've just been um. I'm in pain. My knee really hurts, and my body hurts. And exercise is bullshit. Yeah. And I hate a cat. I hate hate frosty. Yeah. I hate bikes. I, I agree that exercise is bullshit. I was get I was so determined. Beginning of September, I was going to be healthy, and then I got a chest infection on like the thirtieth of August. I was going to do exercise this week, and I've literally like it. Walking gets me out of breath right now because my lungs are just full of <laughs> phlegm. So yeah, that's how my week's been. <laughs> it's like everything about you just kind of repels 
healthiness. Yeah. I was like, this time I'm gonna be really healthy. And then my body was like, no, you're not. No, no, don't be that. don't be ridiculous. Like, Didn't that happen before? Like Definitely. Yeah. It's hap- it happened when I went vegan for a month. I was immediately yeah. ill. Um, I'm sure it's happened multiple times. Um, but I have eaten healthy. I've yeah. had basically vegetables for like a week to try and get just some immune system going. <laughs> like, oh, please, God, I can't cough anymore. Uh, I, the worst thing about coughs is, yeah, when it's non-productive, it's just that peffily. Yeah, which is pretty much what it is now. Yeah. Every nap. Well, that was my nap on Friday when I managed to get home from work. I woke up and I was like, oh my god, I'm still got a chest infection, but I, my head is fine. <laughs> so that was nice. Napsidents are the best naps, I feel. Because, mm-hmm. like, a planned nap is. It's like you're planning to have a night out and you plan it to be really fucking great and it's just kind of not. You never get as drunk as when you plan on going out for, like, a couple of drinks. Yeah. It always happens to me on a Friday when I've got a big plan for the Saturday. So. <laughs> Like every time, I always go to Liverpool at Easter because like I've got loads of friends who live there. Um, oh, look at you with all your friends. Loads of friends. <laughs> I went to university there, but um, and so we always ha- plan a night out for the Saturday night. And every single time, I go out on the Friday with like one of my friends and end up staying out until like four, and then I can barely move all day on the Saturday. I'm like, this is not supposed to be the big night. And now that's just my tradition when I go to Liverpool is I just always get too drunk the first night. It's like when you were meeting me, is that Rebecca's baby shower and like you and Rob went out and it's like you like I'm lush as well, but I know that you and Rob are also lushes. Yeah. And so I was like, couple eh? Do you want to meet like later on the next day? <laughs> but then you valiantly met me anyway, and then we got really drunk. Oh, then I couldn't move for a, an entire day. On my couch for an entire, oh. an entire day. <laughs> and then left the next morning. Yep, that I, was intense. It was great. I just like was also rolling around the couch dying, but not to the degree of you. I was still throwing up at like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. The next morning after drinking, that's not okay. Yeah, I did not. something to myself. That was bad times i think it was punishment for the two days in a row of drinking yeah. that was probably what it was probably that it was probably that wasn't yeah it? also definitely don't do it if you're meant to be working at any time within the like near future yes i luckily wasn't so it was fine good but sometimes 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 when i'm supposed to be working on the saturday if it's just like working from home and then i accidentally get a little bit worse than i should so i mean I guess I should say the reason why you snuck into my house and are now drinking my wine and touching my animals. Yeah, probably. Uh, this is the podcast Everything is Awful Forever, where the past is weird, so we laugh about it. Because current events. Yeah. Don't like them. Especially right now. Just, just ignore them. I just feel it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Every day it's like, oh, <laughs> yep. it, oh it can't be worse. Oh no, it really is though. By the time this comes out, it will probably be the apocalypse. I think, yeah. I think there's going to be some kind of revolution. Probably. Well, I mean, I kind of think that like, billionaires just shouldn't exist. And also there should be a wage gap. Oh, not a wage gap. A wage cap. <laughs> yes. The wage gap is fine, but it's not ruining society at all. But yes. But the wage cap, because it's like no one needs this certain amount of money. Yeah. So it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing a lot of money? 
there was, I think it was a Ben Elton book where they said it's like, if you've got enough money to afford um, one swimming pool, that's like a luxury lifestyle. But if you can afford 30 swimming pools, that's an idea. And it's this idea of you just being so rich that like, you, you don't need that much money. It's literally just to have the most money yeah. and to have the power without it ever going to be functional for you at all. Yeah, you just don't need that. Like, yeah. certain amounts of money where you just like physically can't get rid of it. Yeah. So it's like, what? I mean, I was thinking about it, like, once we get that famous doing this podcast, sorry, mm-hmm. not you, you'll get like a small amount of money for this, maybe, but it'll be me. Get more royalties for my guest appearance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and once sorry. that happens to us, it's like, what What would I do? And I was thinking, oh, I'd probably start businesses or like, definitely charities. Like, yeah. 100%, it'll be like, non-profit charities and giving all my money away to that, basically. Yeah. There's a there's a bar I really like called the Pop Up Geeks, and I would just invest in them and make them do like increasingly niche like th- so they do themed bars um every few months, and so they've done like um Game Fallout. of Thrones and they did Fallout, Fallout um and Harry Potter, but I would just be like no do spaced do Scott Pilgrim do this one episode of a of a YouTuber that I like. <laughs> and I, that would be what I would do with my money. I love that you're like a CEO tyrant in yeah. this situation, but for kind of like benevolent reason. Yeah. You're still bossing them around and being a cunt about it. Yeah. And they're just like, but no one's getting I'm like, I don't care. And just like pour money into it and demand that they keep doing these really. Come. <laughs> oh, we're drinking. We're back on wine. I know that yeah. Philippa's proceeding out on wine, but we have wine. Yeah. Philippa, this is, this is for you. <sighs> Bodies, eh? Yep. Mine's in loads of pain right now. <laughs> Right, so I guess the podcast, the information, yeah. and learning the things, learning, the good times, the jokes, and the good stuff. Yes, those are all the things. Those are the words that I said. So, Rosie. <laughs> yes, my other ginger friend. Have you ever? Gotta always have a backup. Yeah, you can a backup because I, I just feel like you're a frail people. Yeah. I've never really met a hardy, sturdy ginger person. They're all really flimsy. <laughs> I mean, I would argue, but I've literally got a chest infection. I really feel like <laughs> I... <laughs> last time it's fucking like, my body's Yeah. Although I am also complaining about... Yeah. Yeah. But that's because I was doing something rad at the time. I was like, now, 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 doing BMX tricks and shit. I don't know. I'm sure you were. I was just poodling along at like no miles per hour, going, oh dear, I'm nervous. (laughs) And then I fell. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Rosie, have you ever lied or used your feminine wiles to get what you want? No, every day constantly how do you think i got in your house that's true you did seduce keeper i did your fan dance was especially good yeah but like have you ever like maybe like to get a drink or something i don't think so not as far as i i mean not on purpose (laughs) (laughs) not as far as i remember there's been t- well like obviously well I say obviously but I've been offered drinks at the bar but there was one time there was a really drunk guy who was trying to buy me a drink but he was like my dad's age if not older so I was like no I'm, I'm okay like I'll get my own drink and then he tried to just give me money and I was like I don't <laughs> I don't want this money. And so I was like, fine, buy me a drink. And then he was like trying to give me the change after he bought me the drink. Oh. I was like, no, no, thank you. Oh, his brain stopped a while He was ago. very <laughs> drunk. And I was just like, I don't, 
what do you expect from this money? I don't particularly want to be bought. Thank you. That's just reminded me of something else. I was really, yep, I was really drunk. And for some reason, you know, when your brain goes to just a weird point when you're really drunk, I was dancing and there was this guy and there was this 80s music playing and I just watched Stranger Things where I did the never ending story song. Yeah. So I was like, do you know our text? You know, our text? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, the horse! The horse! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember that the next. And I was like, oh, yeah, my brain stopped. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. There's actually a thing that juries will judge a beautiful woman convicted of fraud more harshly than anyone else because there's this underlying assumption that a beautiful woman has manipulated people with her looks. The whole, like, femme fatale exactly. idea. So yeah. It's like a big problem. Anyone who's beautiful female okay she's on the people stand just... for fraud but people are like she's definitely done it look at her so turns out we are always doing that we're manipulating people all the time and because our vagina releases yep. some kind of pheromone which makes us bad at maths but also capable of hypnotizing men yeah so don't i mean it's it's swings and roundabouts really swings and roundabouts and you know because you've heard it on a podcast it means it's true don't look it up mm-hmm. science Facts. science this is true this is a statistic for you 76 percent Good. (laughs) (laughs) Am I am I scamming you right now? Am I lying? Am I using my feminine wiles right now? Almost definitely. I'm highly suspicious. Ah, you think you should be. Because it's all lies. Am I even a beautiful woman? Is that a lie? I think you might be a 75-year-old man. Just catfishing the entire podcast audience. Let's hear some more about our female flim-flammers. Oh, yes, flim-flams. Flim-flammers. Where did you think I was going with this? <laughs> I think I was going to talk about myself and how hot I am and yep. how I scam these guys all the time. That's right. That horse thing. <laughs> I got him to buy me a horse. <laughs> Called it Artax. I drowned it. <laughs> It wasn't very good. By the way, I don't know how much coughing is going to be edited out, but, you know, Rosie did just have a 10-minute tirade about how she's dying, so apologies for your ears for coughing. I told her to stop, but she's not. So we'll start with the era that I can't stop fucking around in. Victorian (laughs) era. Of course. So... Kiba, I'm sorry. If you make more noise, you're going to have to go. Time. He's trying to compete with my sultry voice. I think he's winning. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but we've got stuff to do. I don't want to start this episode. Let's just not. Okay. Let's just not. Let's just not. Okay, let's just not. <sighs> the Victorian air. <laughs> okay. Let's do go. It. Facts, facts. In 1863, Madame Rachel opened a salon on London's Bond Street. I mean, I don't really know anything about London, but it's very, very fancy upscale, you know. Yeah. And it had the words, beautiful forever, on the front door, which to me is really sinister. Yeah. Forever. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely getting into some kind of pact with the devil when you go in there. <laughs> 100%. It wasn't just poetic hyperbole. She claimed that her amazing elixirs and creams could give everlasting youth and beauty. It's a real elixir of life bullshit from this. Pact with the devil. Pact with the devil. Ironically, she herself 
Oh. She's so good. I mean, I saw a photo of her, and it's like I think everyone in the Victorian era kind of looks like a wizened avocado. But, yeah, but it's like you know, wouldn't you be using your elixirs on yourself? Yeah, you'd really think that if you were trying to sell the beauty, you would bring the beauty. Yeah, like a Melisandre kind of situation. Yeah, she's a seventy hundred year old lady, and but she looks real hot. So that's what I would do. If I, yeah, if I was a, a witch, like, I was quite tempted to say just to piss Philip off <laughs> that instead of doing the podcast, we should just talk about Game of Thrones for like four hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's matured in my mind. It's mm. like a fine cheese that my my hatred of it has grown and how yeah. shitty it was. <laughs> I know. Mm. I go, th- I go, I'm not angry anymore. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to be the one that's policing how women should look, but again, you're selling this thing. This is the way that you sell your product. Yeah. If it works. Although I think it was to kind of to add to the mystique of her because she also wore flowing robes and she was dripping in jewels and had like a talisman around her neck. See, I know that you said that she wasn't pretty, but now all I can see is Melisandre because that <laughs> sounds very Melisandre. Let's just say Melisandre from now on. Flowing and gypsy. Like, yeah. You know, like mysterious from some other land. And, you know, the kind of look where you're like, she might be a wizard. Yeah. I guess with the gypsy thing, like probably like looking kind of old and wizened works in your favor because then they think that you can like see the future and shit exactly yeah what she sold was these products from these exotic locales and these products were things like rejuvenating jordan water oh from jordan that's How exciting! Place. That is a place. It's definitely, it's far away. And it exists. Mm-hmm. And it's far away. And Circassian golden hair wash. Oh, yeah, beautiful. One hundred and sixty pound man- magnetic rock dew of the Sahara. Rock? Oh, is in like water from the rock? Of oh, from the Sahara. Oh, that's right. How exciting! It's difficult to get. It is hard to get. I, yeah. The Sahara is dry. There's not a lot of water. So, the dew from the rocks. That's why it's 160 pounds. It's rare. It's, you know. Yeah. And that was for removing wrinkles. Mm -hmm. There was also Royal Arabian Face Cream. Mm. Arabia. That's Uh, a place. Yep. That's far away. And Honey of Mount Himetus. I actually have a, a shit... Oh god damn, I just realised I got flim flammed. Because <laughs> I've got like Ethiopian honey <laughs> face flim cream. Ah like, oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Oh no Busting your own myths you are. Shit. I do love it though. <laughs> Slathering my face in this honey stuff like mmm useful. Anyway Because <laughs> you are a seventy five year old man. I am. That's right. The magnetic rock deer of the Sahara was said to offer, she said, quote, the appearance of increasing youth to persons of considerable antiquity and had been brought to Morocco on swift dromedaries. Oh. That's a creature. (laughs) That exists. That is a thing. From far. So exotic. So her, More uh, exotic than camels. Fuck those guys. Fucking. Which one is the one that has loads of humps and which one is the one that doesn't? It, oh. Shit. I think the dromedary is the one with one and the camel's the one with two. Bactrian. Bactrian is the one with two. Okay. The dromedary. 76%. <laughs> <laughs> See? You say facts with confidence. People just believe them. Yep. Her upscale shop 
exotic appearance was helped by the fact that Queen Victoria declared cosmetics to be vulgar and unladylike. Fit for the theatre or the brothel only. So yeah, fuck Vicky. Yeah. Like, no, only whores and actors, and they're the same. The wine break. This is good wine. It is good wine. It's very good. It's been a while since I've had wine. Yeah. I'm happy. It's not been a while since I had wine. (laughs) As the aforementioned, we are luscious. Yeah. Recently, I've been drinking gin. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I drank too much beer, and I got to the point where I was like, I can't drink beer anymore. And so I moved on to gin. Okay. So women had to rely on their genes or mm-hmm. like pinching their cheeks or biting their lips to be able to get that glow. Yeah. Because Vix didn't like it. That or making it yourself at home, which was kind of dangerous because you would just use whatever chemical was lying around or, you know, yeah. yeah, bad shit. So when the shop opened up, they were selling like dang hot cakes. I would imagine Everyone, so. They were so exotic. They were like so prized. Ridiculous, to increase my natural beauty, exactly. I'll buy seven. Get eight. So, of course, it was all snake oil and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even snake oil, because as you see, Madame Rachel was born Sarah Rachel Russell, very poor, <laughs> in London's overcrowded and poverty-stricken West End. She scraped a living by selling rabbit pelts and uh, being a bit of a sex worker here and there as well. Just, just occasional. Just like a little, like a Friday deal, kind of like part-time, I guess. You yeah. Know? Like a 16-hour contract, I suppose. So it might have actually just been things like rabbit blood mixed with dangerous chemicals like prussic acid, lead carbonate, and of course, arsenic. Always arsenic. It's always, oh, old friend arsenic's always. <laughs> Gotta get some arsenic. I mean, in your wine right now. Yeah. Yeah, it tastes nice. Yeah, it? it's it good. brings it out a little bit. She also did the face enameling that we talked about in our very first episode. Yeah. Which is great. And all of her stuff was the kind of things that would tingle and burn with that guise of it's burning off your oldness. Yeah. If you can feel it, you can feel it working. Exactly. That smell of burning flesh, that's just the ugly melting away. It's definitely... I mean, I think that's the same idea with chemical peels these days. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't words. It was a bunch of noises. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about chemical peels as well. I just want my skin to be on my face. Yeah. And I feel good about that. Like, the amount of skin I've got on my face currently is the amount of skin I want. I don't need a layer removing. Uh, I mean, we're friends. But I feel like you have too much skin on your face. Maybe. The amount of skin on your face is... uh, Probably big. Maybe I should get a chemical heal. It's It's definitely too much. Yeah, so like anything that's basically really, really bad for you, just put it all over your face because it's good. And and what do you mean you can't move your jaw anymore? (laughs) Doesn't matter. Women only need your jaw for one thing anyway, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Take more of this science juice from Syria and shut up. Yep. Clearly. Just, you know, keeping your face pristine. You don't need to move your jaw. That'll give you wrinkles. It'll give you wrinkles. Never move your face, ever. You only need it to, like, sort of stare wistfully off for your husband to return anyway. I think everyone should just put on a V Vendetta mask and that'll solve all the world's problems. I think that's true. And they'll look pretty bitchin'. Mm-hmm. So, not satisfied with simply scamming women for money with her snake oils, she moved on to a bit stronger stuff. So the women who couldn't pay up front would pawn their jewels or give them her jewellery in order to pay her back. Oh, shit. So it was also said that she lured women into an Arabian bath that was rumoured to have a secret spy hall where men could come and pay. Oh, no. 
Uh, Rachel. Rachel, you're not doing good no more. No. It was all fun games and now this has gone dark. Oh, yet. Some even accused her of providing abortion-inducing drugs or running a brothel above her shop. This was not to last, though, as she was eventually caught, and her trial in 1868 caused quite a a scandal. Because it not only revealed her clandestine confidencing the women, Mm -hmm. but also that women were far more desperate for makeup and cosmetics than people previously assumed. I was thinking when you said about the blackmailing, I was like, did she just threaten to tell their husbands that that's not their natural beauty? Like, she's been using my products! And the woman's like, no, please, take my jewellery, take anything, just don't tell them that I'm not naturally beautiful! (laughs) Alex ever found out that my eyes don't end in actual, like, wing eyeliner licks. I don't know what the fuck I would do. I don't know. I think I would just die I think so. She went to prison for that, but she was released after three years, but then arrested again for fraud ten years later. (laughs) And then she died in prison in 1880, cursing (sighs) us all to age naturally forevermore. (sighs) Yep, so that was her. Well, I like to write up until the peep show bit. I like, yeah, because I feel like it's that kind of stuff where, okay, it's bad, she's scamming people, but also if you're that dumb to give your money away. Yeah, and also, like you say, I mean, to a less, I mean, obviously there's probably less arsenic in things these days, but people will still spend inordinate amounts of money on things because they're from Ethiopia. (laughs) Ethiopian honey. I love it, though. It's really nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have also been flim-flammed by, you know, in uh, Ocean Terminal in Edinburgh, the the people that, like, have the hand stuff. So they'll, like, they'll call you over and be like, oh, no, no one's talking about buying anything. Just try our product. And then, Yeah, exactly. I have... I did buy a scrub because it was like, I was, I think I was just in a good mood and it was nearly my birthday at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'll buy some. And afterwards I was like, I could have just gone to boots. <laughs> Do you remember seeing that? And they'd like buff my nail and I was like, oh my yeah. God, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, my nails currently have loads of dirt. <laughs> From the. Probably because I fell. <laughs> probably. Grossness. I'm shy at being girly. We're not very good at it. No. no. That's fine though. I think we might get fired from being women. <laughs> oh no! I was hoping, you know, it's like you, you, you squeeze under the radar, but they've been looking at you the whole time. Yeah. Get called into, I don't know, the woman office. <laughs> Ask for a word. The woman institute. So, my next person. Okay. Nothing more ballsy than pretending to be royalty. Hey! Which I love, but it's great, and I'm doing it. It's basically your aesthetic. (laughs) It kind of is, yes. Spoiler, she wasn't really a princess. Oh, shit. And I was already so invested in her royal history. Let's let's learn about it, though. In 1817, in the village of Almondsbury, that's near Swindon. I don't even really know where. Winden is. That's in South Gloucestershire. <laughs> Good. That's in England. All right, you've got me. That's I'm, in, I'm with you. in Europe. Currently. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> current events, current events. Sorry. There was a young woman wandering around in colourful foreign clothing and like a black turban speaking in an exotic language. Oh my god. I love it. Yeah, she kind of had like a cleavage on the show. A little so Melisandre again. Melisandre's wandering around. Mm-hmm. She found her way to a cobbler's house where she mimed that she wanted food and shelter. And so the kindly cobbler took her in, but the cobbler 
Lola's wife was not happy about admitting the stranger into her house. And so she was taken to the overseer of the poor. <laughs> oh my god, that job title though. <laughs> Jesus. I know, I don't want to be the witch finder general anymore. I want to be the overseer of the poor. Yeah. Mr. Hill, whose job it was to bring anyone suspected of vagrancy before the justice of the peace. <laughs> Bloody you, are you vagrant. Poor? No! <laughs> I'm just ugly. No, I oh just my. got locked out of my flat. And like, sure, <laughs> you did. So, through a Portuguese translator, she identified herself as Princess Caribou, <laughs> a member of the royal family of Javazu, a small Indian Ocean atoll. She claimed that she had been kidnapped from her homeland by pirates, (laughs) and she had only escaped by swimming the Bristol Channel to the shore. That's great. Isn't that an amazing story? I like I like the backstory. I wanna believe. It's like if you wanna if you're gonna lie, go full on. Go so yeah. far that people are like, That's so ridiculous. Why would you make that up? Because yep. you just don't believe it. It's that. It's that. So it must be true. So many people were amazed and wanted to see the princess because she did such strange activities as praying on the roof. Oh. Uh, sleeping on the floor. What? what? Only eating vegetables. Jesus what Christ. What fuck? Danced exotically for the magistrate's friends. <laughs> she used a bow and arrow. She fenced. What? I know. And she swam. Probably naked. learned it from the pirates. She did learn that from the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> like, the checks out. Pirates tore defense, obviously. There you go. What else are you going to do? Floating around on a little ship for <laughs> She swam naked in a nearby lake. Ooh. And she also climbed trees to pray to a god that she called Alatala. Alatala. Beautiful. Yeah, it's good. So she kept this up for like 10 weeks until someone finally noticed her. Her Highness Princess Caribou was in fact Mary Wilcox, an English girl who had previously been employed as a house servant in a nearby village. Wilcox later admitted that she had invented the princess and her bizarre language as part of an elaborate con to make her appear more interesting. So she created a whole, like, well, I suppose she didn't. She just talked some gibberish for a while. Because she she wrote it down and everything. And to find out who they were, they sent it away to the University of Oxford. And they received it and said, this is absolute (laughs) And it was indeed. In fact, they were correct. (laughs) This was absolutely correct. Yeah, she did it all to seem more interesting mm. and it worked people were like yeah that's pretty funny. i mean i gotta say if that was her end goal she succeeded yeah and like, I like this one because she wasn't really like scanning anyone she's got an imagination yeah. and i feel like i don't care if she's she's the princess i like you i like you the cut of your jib I, yeah. like your storytelling abilities you're weird i like it people were kind of people kind of reacted like that they were like huh well we admire that, I guess, and they still kind of liked it. And again, it caused quite a stir. <laughs> so she went to America for a while because afterwards she was like, okay, I'll just go back to being normal. Can I go to America? And people were like, yeah, fine, we'll give you some money so you can go because you're an embarrassment. So she lived there for like a little while. She married a man, but then she came back to England and made her living selling beaches. And she died. I like it better when she was a princess. I know. She died and her daughter carried on the family leech business. Oh. She should have carried on the family pretending to be a princess business. She picked the wrong business. She did pick the wrong business. I don't know. Maybe one was more lucrative than the other. Probably. It doesn't sound like she made any money out of it. Because I would think if you were pretending to be a princess, you'd go and get, like, waited on by people and, like, demand to stay in, like, the richest house and all that kind of stuff. Did did I mention that it was in South Gloucestershire? (laughs) Fair. What do they have there? 
even quite sure where it is. Neither am I. It's near Cornwall. Yeah, we're both northerners, and we're from the same place. From about three roads away from each other. Yeah, I have known this bitch since we were fucking five. Five years old. You may not have liked me then, because I was mean to you. <laughs> you were really I mean was to really me. Mean to you. <laughs> you made me cry. I did. But then we became BFFs. Then we became BFFs three years later. I think it was because you want what my memory of it is that you wanted to play a game, but I was always had to be like the worst thing. <laughs> I made myself the amazing thing, and I was like, "I'll be the amazing thing, you be the shit thing." Yeah, and then I didn't talk to you for ages because you were really mean to me. And then, like, we got to the age of eight, and you were like, "We don't have to play that game." And then we became best and like, friends. Oh my god! And then yep. we never looked back. And that was it. So next, we're moving on to America now, and we have Big Bertha Heyman. Big Bertha! I love that it's like Princess Caribou, and then you go to America, it's like, Big Bertha! Bertha. (laughs) So she was also known as the Confidence Queen. Hey, that is good. So in the royal vein. So descriptions of Bertha (laughs) were very unkind. Oh no. Uh... She was born in Prussia. <laughs> Such a beautiful name. How could she possibly not be beautiful being called Bertha? <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry anyone out there, but there's like, there's certain names where it's just like, just don't have a fucking chest. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine Bertha looking like Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Yeah, she kind of was. She was like 250 pounds. Like, oh, all geez. the descriptions of her were kind of like, she built like a tank and yeah. ugly. And I mean, well, she moved to America where. They really love people that don't fit into the feminine beauty standards at the time, of course. Where she lacked in feminine, quote-unquote, feminine beauty, she made up for and charisma, because she was confident AF. Excellent. I like her already. She's, I want to be her. She's yeah. really fucking awesome. But most of her swindling came in the form of her posing as a disgustingly wealthy woman. <laughs> and she was having a spot of trouble accessing her accounts. And she would hopefully happen upon a handsome young gentleman that would... I don't know why I've slipped into that. <laughs> Georgian suddenly. <laughs> yeah. And she would happen upon a handsome young man who would help her access her funds. Just for, you know, she was in trouble. And a man could help her. She's man to help her. Absolutely. man to come help her. And all she needed was just him to lend her a little bit of money so that she could go and like access her accounts and then she would come back and repay him handsomely. Oh, see, I, I work in fraud and that's just all of my life right? <laughs> is stories like this. Yeah, yeah. I had a similar story recently um, where there was like a woman who met a guy on a night out and then um, he asked for, and he was supposedly this like rich investment banker from America oh, no. and and um, he just wanted some money so he could put an investment to start their life together. And scam. Shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such uh, a familiar story. Oh, wonderful. It's good to know that we've been doing this sort of shit for since time immemorial. I yeah. Suppose. And also that women are getting in on it because usually yeah. it's the men folk who yeah. do it, yeah. in my experience. She would then, of course, scarp her with the poor room's money. Mm-hmm. And she said, quote, The moment I discover a man's a fool, I let him drop. Mm-hmm. But I delight in getting into the confidence and pockets of men who think they can't be skinned. I love it. It ministers my intellectual pride. <laughs> Oh, she's amazing. She's fucking rad. That is really good. In 1881, she was leaving a court after being acquitted of a charge of theft, and she was then arrested by New York detectives. (laughs) 
and charged with scamming New York businessmen for just under $1,500, which, you know, in today's money is loads. Yeah. look it up. She was sentenced. more than that. Lots. Lots. Inflation. Yes. I don't understand. Money doesn't exist. It's an idea. Why is it getting bigger? I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, she was sentenced to two years in prison. And while in prison, she scammed another victim of <laughs> $9,000. Nice. No, $900. Uh. In 1883, she forged a security to defraud a broker whom she had convinced she was worth eight million dollars nice um, for this offense she was sentenced to five years in prison so she's kind of like in and out of prison just like hey fuck it ah, get more money in prison with that guy Ooh, he's a roomie. and it would just come out and keep on doing it amazing when she finally got out again she wanted about stealing jewels and forging checks and shit like that she scammed her way into the high society of san francisco where she convinced a man to marry her after only a few days and she swanned around this with the san francisco elite in gowns and jewels that she sort of purchased on credit and bad checks <laughs> she didn't pay a single penny for them and i assume that she had to get up early every morning just so that she could fit more badassery not giving a fuck <laughs> as her story spread across san francisco bertha was approached to do a one-woman show in which she would recreate her scandals in an opera house because she was kind of like infamous at this point. <laughs> oh that's so good so she was just like scamming around crime totally out. pays guys it, really it pays with one-man shows or oh, one-woman yeah. shows that's right and she would pose with flesh-colored tights I don't know why or what that means, but I liked it, so I kept it in. I was like, just imagining her holding them up, like, eh? <laughs> Look at these tights. Anyway, she often played scenes from Romeo and Juliet with an actor named Oofty Goofty. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> it's all connected! It's all kind of getting this guy's right in the yeah, it's the freak show guy. The, yeah, the freak show guy who would let people pummel him for money. Charles Dickens was also probably there because probably. his all connected. Yep. Fuck. Anyway, the show was a hit and she soon went on tour across the Great West, frequently engaging in wrestling bouts with any man that would dare try her and she would generally knock them out. Because she is she super my hero. And I want to be her and I love her more than anything and I want her to be my mother. <laughs> So this went on for a while until she swindled the show owner out of loads of money, oh. in which case she was let go. But then she kind of like faded out of public view. Oh. She scammed her way into heaven, though. She probably just found a properly rich person to scam and then like went off into the distance with him. I guess maybe yeah, she like made enough money, so it didn't really matter anymore. Yeah, she was just consistently. She was like, "Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I got, enough. I got I'm, my money. I'm done." So that was Bertha. Mystery it just woman. It kind of ends. <laughs> nice podcast just kind of ends. And that's how, how it works. Deal with it. So there you go. Yeah, I've got I've got another one, but I didn't really have time. So this is just literally copied and pasted from crack.com. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, like little flim fan ladies. There was more, but again, I didn't really have time. Bertha is my new hero. She... I mean, they're all pretty good, but I yeah. think she was my favorite. Yeah, she. I think she was the ballsiest one. Yeah. Like the Princess Caribou one was just kind of a little bit sad in a way. Yeah. She just wanted to be someone. Yeah. But I also like the people still liked her when they found out. They were just like, yeah, that was weird. 
but cool. I guess it's like the reality TV kind of star of yeah. where there wasn't any TV, you just had to like spawn around. Just try and be weird yeah. enough for people <laughs> to pay attention to you. Yeah, so those were the Flim Flam Ladies. Excellent. I Women. think we should both run off and be Flim Flam Ladies. I think we should. What would your, what would, how, how would you scam people? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I quite like Bertha's idea of just pretending to be really rich and be like, oh, if you could only just <laughs> lend me some money until I can get into my account. I mean, you work in fraud. You would probably like know the way <laughs> to be able to get I mean, as far as I can tell from working in fraud, it's not hard to scam people because people are dumb. Also vulnerable. Like, I don't want to say that everyone who gets scammed is an idiot because that's not true. But also some people are just... Some people are just rubes. Yeah. Just really want to believe. Now is some things are nice sometimes. Yes. Well, I'm going to say my some things are good sometimes is that Lo is here next week. She is! So we have a Danish friend who has been in London for three months and is coming up to Edinburgh for a visit. So that's exciting. It's very exciting. So I'm excited to see Lo. Hang out with her. She used to live with us and we love her a lot. She's the one that was, um, when we had that list, where's my phone? And she had, where the fuck is my stuff? Yeah. She's not good at owning things. Okay. Uh, My some things are nice sometimes is, you know, that I joined a million competitions. Yeah. I won something. Yay! I won a Smeg kettle. Oh, it's so sexy. And I don't know if you know, Smeg is like this, they make like retro looking kitchenware. Mm-hmm. So like really like beautiful, like 50s style, like fridges and toasters and shit. And I won the kettle and it's absolutely gorgeous. Amazing. I love it so fucking much. I had a look and it's worth 130 quid. And it's like, who the fuck in the right mind spent 130 Jesus quid Christ. on a kettle? It's not like super kettle. It's just a regular it's kettle. It's just very pretty, so it's like, I'm really glad that I won it. Yeah. And it's good, and it's awesome, and so my competition joining Insanity has already paid off. Yay! Uh, I love it, and it's great, and it's good, and it's nice, and all of my somethings nice sometimes are about food or material goods. Yes. Excellent. Um, I like that my somethings are nice sometimes. My first one was about a person. Yeah. Well, that was good. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast. That is quite all right. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast slash accepting when I snuck into your house. That's right. That's right. And if you like us, Philip will be back soon so we can get rid of this other ginger and get her for the correct one because, I mean, this is sort of like a trial for our friendship as well. And I just want to say it's, it's not going great. It's been 25 years, but this could be the straw that... Yeah, let's never speak again. Let's not. So you can follow us on Twitter at AwfulForeverPod. You can send us emails at AwfulForeverPodcast at gmail.com. And Kiba, how's life? Life is rough.